Welcome to Newsbreak. I'm your host, Nick Steffens. Coming up later in the show, Washington soccer continues to dominate. But first, today's top stories. A tornado struck Wellman on Friday evening, causing significant damage to homes and structures. The cyclone traveled along Elm Avenue, where it destroyed homes, sheds, and grain silos. Carrie Hanzi in Joe Allen's house was among those hit by the storm. Hanzi, who was inside the home at the time of the tornado, took shelter in the basement and said it sounded like a train was passing through. Two neighboring homes were also flattened with large debris, a power line, an LP tank, and a car blown into nearby fields. No injuries were reported. The storm caused hail and high winds in Kelowna and Riverside, damaging several garbage cans and, built, and a billboard. This fierce storm has prompted a series of fundraisers, supply drives, and support efforts for affected people. Communities rallied together to clear debris, relocate valuables, and offer beds to neighbors who's lost homes from tornadoes. Many pushes were organized by local 4-H members, while government resources have been activated to assist property owners. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds declared a disaster status for 12 counties around the state, including Washington and Keokuk. The proclamation frees up assistance grant money for families below 2% of the poverty line, as well as disaster case managers to assist with recovery plans regardless of income levels. Various local groups have announced their own recovery efforts, including a locally organized mail train and a gift card drive for a Kyoto family who lost their house and farm. As severe weather approached, many businesses, schools, and activities in Mount Pleasant were postponed or canceled, but the H.G. Nugent Public Library opened its basement to anyone in the community who needed a safe space. Despite hail and some water in the entryway, the library remained open and invited anyone who needed a basement to take shelter from the storm. While the Mount Pleasant area did not see much damage, several events from the weekend were postponed or rescheduled. The Mount Pleasant Community Easter Egg Hunt, the Mount Pleasant Middle School Dance, and the soccer game against Mount Pleasant and Central Lee were rescheduled for April 8th, April 21st, and April 21st, respectively. The, the Little Artist event was postponed to April 14th, while the Winfield Mount Union School Dance Team Spring Showcase was rescheduled for April 7th. Local legislators and community members in Mount Pleasant gathered for a roundtable discussion to address the impending closure of Iowa Western University and what could be done to help. While Iowa Western President Christina Plunkett claimed that the denial of ARPA funds continued, contributed to the closure, Representative Taylor Collins argued that the university had been facing financial difficulties for several years. Legislators also stated that Iowa Western had not reached out to them for assistance with the latest financial hardship. Attendees debate the funding of private institutions versus supporting financial insolvent ones, with Representative Jeff Shipley stating that the direct funding of students may be more effective than giving money directly to institu institutions. Emotions ran high during the discussion, with one participant calling for compassion and solutions rather than insinuations and protection. Legislators considered how to maintain the IW campus as the federal government takes ownership and Mount Pleasant Chamber Executive Vice President Rachel Lindeen said that a small committee of leaders would be formed to help the 110 affected individuals. Western University's announcement of its closure on May 31st has sat in local business traction steam, which supports a community of entrepreneurs, creatives, and remote workers in downtown Mount Pleasant. Traction Steam released a statement offering support and resources to all staff and faculty of Wesleyan. Those seeking employment through remote work in the area will be offered a free three-month membership. Baseline memberships include a space to work, high-speed internet, the ability to make copies, access to a conference room, and mailboxes. The business also opens its co-working space to the community every Tuesday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. for those needing a space to review their resume or explore possibilities of starting a business. Traction Steam invites fellow businesses and community leaders to join the outreach and support of their neighbors during this difficult time. 
The annual chamber banquet in Mount Pleasant provided the community with an opportunity to celebrate despite the heavy hearts caused by the recent closure of Iowa Westland. The banquet was held at the Airport Road Vineyard and Winery, and acting place won the award for Best De Decorated Table. Dr. C. T. Young from Family Medicine expressed his gratitude for the community that has supported him and his team since 1996, and also thanked Jesus for the foundation of his faith. Chamber Executive Vice President Rachel Dean repre uh, presented the Ambassador Volunteer and Citizen of the Year Awards. Tom and Marilyn Young were awarded the Ambassador of the Year. Bob Griffiths was named Volunteer of the Year, and Tim and Sally Olson were given the Citizen of the Year Award. The event ended with dinner and a live auction. Broadband provider Cloudburst 9 hopes to qual qualify Westchester as an intervention intervention area for broadband services, making it eligible for state grants to improve residents' internet access. The move would be a boon for at least 177 homes in the designated five-mile radius, improving their access to distance education, telemedicine, and remote monitoring. The support letter signed by the Washington County Board of Supervisors from the initiative does not signal a financial commitment from the county, though it does not improve the likelihood of state decision makers taking a closer look at the area. Cloudburst 9 has requested funding to, to develop broadband and alongside the letter of support, that, but the request proved unpopular. This was despite large sums allocated to broadband expansion efforts in neighboring communities. Cloudburst 9 has said it will not build the area with fiber if it does not receive the funding. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll take a look at the weather and sports. Since 1905, Kelowna Cooperative Technology Company has helped our community stay connected with the latest advancements in clear, dependable telecommunications services. KCTC provides rural Iowans with access to high-speed fiber internet, as well as phone, television, computer repair, and cybersecurity solutions. We're also proud supporters of local organizations and area schools within the community. KCTC, keeping Kelowna connected. At the Capper Auto Group, we put our customers' needs first and understand that everyone is as different as the vehicle they select. We offer new Ford, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Jeep, Chrysler, Dodge, and Ram vehicles in a friendly environment that puts you in the driver's seat. When it comes to service, we maintain factory-trained technicians and competitive pricing. The Capper Auto Group still believes that service after the sale provides the best customer experience. Come see the Capper experience for yourself. Hospice isn't a place, it's a type of care that focuses on living. Servicing a seven-county area, the Hospice of Washington County staff of nurses, social work, hospice aides, spiritual and grief support, volunteers, music and massage therapists are able to provide free end-of-life care where the patient lives. We write wills, give consent for organ donation, but rarely is there a plan for what we would want the final phase of our lives. At Hospice of Washington County, we encourage our patients to be in charge of their health care decisions while maintaining quality of life. Tammy takes the time and has the personal interest in each one of us. I don't worry about what's going to happen because I know my policy is taken care of. She pulls what I need and puts it together, which is the program I get from her. Every year she calls around September or so and says, there's changes again, and I'm gonna do the best thing for you. It's been perfect. She does a great job. Welcome back to Newsbreak. I'm your host, Nick Steffens. We have your five-day forecast coming up, but first obituaries. James Cannon Moline passed away on March 29th at the age of 81. A funeral service was held at 10.30 a.m. April 3rd at Schmidt's Funeral Home. 
Joshua Edward Wilson of Havana, Illinois, passed away on March 23rd at the age of just one day. A memorial service will be held at noon, April 8th, at Hurley Funeral Home in Petersburg, Illinois. As obituaries, it is now time for your five-day forecast. Today has been gloomy with cloudy skies and a high of 59. Tomorrow, there is a 69% chance of thunderstorms and high winds. The high for the day will be 70. But even windier on Wednesday, but it will be mostly sunny with a high of 51. On Thursday, it'll be mostly sunny still with a high of 50. Finally, on Friday, it'll be mostly cloudy with a high of 57. We're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we'll take a look at sports. Federation Bank is a locally owned bank providing award-winning customer service. We believe that we are more than just a federation of banks, but a federation of communities serving Brighton, Richland, Wellman, Washington, Iowa. Federation Bank's highly skilled staff is here to make sure you are able to accomplish your personal and professional goals, whatever they may be. Federation Bank, your family bank. Family owned and operated by Andy and Sarah Ross, Ross Auto has been your vehicle repair and maintenance headquarters since 1935. We specialize in all makes of cars and light duty trucks. With our variety of available services, let us help you keep rolling and your vehicle operating efficiently. Services include general auto repair, alignments, brakes, fuel injection, and more. Schedule your appointment today at 319-653-5656. That's 319-653-5656. Welcome back to Newsbreak. I'm your host, Nick Steffens. It is now time for sports. Sports. Brought to you by Fairway. The Mount Pleasant, Washington, Fairfield, and Mid Prairie boys and girls track and field teams were all in action on Thursday night in Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant's lone winner on the day was Milena Van Duren. In the 400-meter hurdles, Van Duren posted a time of 1 minute and 13.21 seconds for the top spot. For Washington, Leighton Messinger was the lone winner. Messinger took the high jump for, with a leap of 5 feet. On the boys' side, Washington and Mount Pleasant each had winners. One of the two Washington winners was Jude Brown in the 200-meter dash. Brown clocked a time of 23.8 seconds for the top time. Brian Harmon was the Demons' other winner, throwing the shot put 52 feet and 11.25 inches for, the, for first. Harmon was also the runner-up in the discus with a toss of 140 feet and 4 inches. Mount Pleasant's Gabe Feldman, Jacob Rickman, Isaac Reinders, and Ben Carthy were victorious in the 4x8 with a time of 8 minutes and 43.6 seconds. The Washington boys soccer team grabbed its second victory of the season on Thursday afternoon after a dominating performance against Highland. Despite being on the road, the Demons had no trouble with the Huskies on their way to a 10-0 victory in 63 minutes of action. It took Washington just one minute to find the net in the contest as Isaac Gentry slipped the ball in off an assist from Lane Schrock. Brian Ariola had three goals in the day and Will Gilchrist Brock held down the four in goal for the Demons. The Washington girls soccer team is 2-0 after another early season win over a close-knit foe on Thursday. 
The Demons welcomed Columbus Winfield Mount Union, and although the Wildcats put up a good fight, it was Washington that got out with a 2-0 victory. It was a couple of sisters that did it in the Wildcats, both junior Audrey Anderson and freshman Angeline Anderson scored goals for the Demons in the win. It was Angeline's first goal of the season. Washington moved to 2-0 with the win, and the Demons will host Oskaloosa, who is 0-0 on Monday night. That's the news for Southeast Iowa. I've been your host, Nick Stephens. This has been your news break, and I'll see you next time.